Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Should I do the Jingle Bells intro this year? Yes. Yeah, that was really funny. Do I have to? Please. Okay. If I have to. Welcome to The Crunch, episode 64. It is your boy, Ethan, a.k.a. Bro Postle. And I'm Patrick, at Catholic Pat. Patrick, do you know what's back? Ethan... What's back? Do you know what's back? It is the Jingle Bells intro that's might be against the, Jingle the Bells law. Intro. The Jingle Bells intro, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody loves the Jingle Bells intro. We did it last year, and Nobody some people, some people thought that that was the actual original song, that like I had yeah. composed and written and produced a Jingle Bells uh, electronic version. Um, you got to add actual Jingle Bells in there, oh, like the actual oh, Jingle Patrick, Bell. Oh, Patrick, I don't have that kind of time. Maybe for uh, next week. Maybe as maybe as Advent continues on and as the hype is building for Christmas and for the celebration of the incarnation of our Lord Jesus Christ, um, I will add in more Christmas elements into the intro music. What do you think? I think I think by the end of Advent, you should have just the entire uh, Trans-Siberian Orchestra <laughs> Uh, Carol of the Bells. One, as as the weeks of Advent continue, for each week, I will kidnap a new member of the Trans Siberian Orchestra <laughs> and force them to perform uh, our terrible intro music. What do you think? I think that that's the best idea you've ever had. I think it is too. Um, do you know where the where Trans Siberia is? I'm actually. I was just about to ask you, where is Trans Siberia, yeah. folks? If you know where Trans Siberia is or where Hetero Siberia is, <laughs> I was gonna go I, there too. Um, Patrick, how <laughs> you how you doing? How's it's a it's a first week of Advent. Are you feeling good? It is. I'm feeling I'm feeling Christmassy. You know, like are I you? know I know like Christmas hasn't technically started Patrick, yet. All Patrick, you can't feel Christmassy. Christmas. It's what? still Advent. You're not allowed to feel we're Christmassy we're yet. We're 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 if you want to know our opinions on that, go listen to last year's. No, don't actually listen to last actually, year's episode. Actually, please either. go do listen to last year's episode and enjoy how greatly the quality has increased since then. 
which I know. Yeah, is, if you ever like, just... man, the crunch really sucks right now. You can look back on our last year's <laughs> be like, podcast and see and how bad like, the wow, crunch. the crunch is great. Now. Yeah, exactly. If you want to, if you think that our episodes have been declining in quality, just just hop back on over to uh, uh, God's Not Your Wingman or the last year's uh, Advent episode was surviving the secular onslaught, and there's so much dead air. We just kind of look at each other, and oh gosh, Patrick, it's so <laughs> bad. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Oh, it's. Oh man, there's been a net gain in terms of quality. There has been podcast. a net gain, and uh, I know I know people like to say people such as Catching Foxes like to say, "Oh, the crunch is is bad," and and we we know we we know how bad it is, but <laughs> we like to think that we've improved at least a little bit since last year. So this, I hopefully this episode will be a nice compliment to last year's episode. My my mom gets mad at mad at me when I when I trash the podcast or myself on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, she she called one time. I said I didn't have any marketable skills, and she <laughs> I remember she, she called me saying I just listened to the podcast. She said you have no marketable skills. She just left me this voicemail. She's like, I want you to know that you do have marketable skills and you need to be more confident. And I'm like, okay, mom, whatever you say. See what happens in my family is that I'll bag on myself oh. on the podcast, and my dad will call me and continue to bag on what what I've already <laughs> said, and he will further it and be like, yeah, you're right, you're. Ring, ring, hello, Ethan. Yeah, you're trash. You're yeah, you're, garbage. You're, you're right. Ethan, you're not funny. Uh, love you. Bye. Signed, Dad. Thanks, Dad. What the heck was that? What the heck was that clam thing? I know. My dad. I. <laughs> that's that's my biggest thought. Dad, if you're listening, I love you. But my biggest worry is that you listen to us make stupid jokes about the clam thing and you're just so disappointed in me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that means he's done his job as a father. Exactly. I know. <laughs> I just am imagining like his face and my mom's face when they listen and – uh, I have made some adjustments for my parents. Like they, they really didn't like it when I would make jokes about dating moms. So I, I cut back because I figured, uh, that was reasonable after some resistance. Um, yeah. but here we are. So I, I do, I do love my parents. I appreciate the fact that they, they listen. Uh, so, this so is, you're, you're worried. You're worried. What? Go ahead. I'm cutting it out. That's my bad. You're good. So you're worried. You're worried what your parents will think if we say stupid things on the podcast. Definitely. All the so time. I, I should definitely, I should definitely cut out the part of this week's episode where I wanted to talk about getting matching crunch butt tattoos for Christmas. Um, you can leave that in. Should I not? You can leave that in. We'll just put okay. a, we'll put a warning. We'll put a parent advisory. And normally parent advisories <laughs> are for children not to listen, but this is going to be for our parents to not listen. This is a child advisory <laughs> warning. Mom and dad, um, please don't, <laughs> don't let your parents listen to this. Please don't walk in um, on me when I'm taking a shower or else you'll see me and Patrick's matching butt tattoos. <laughs> Both of them at the same time. Um, have have like the the emergency alert system radio does like the Bwah! parent advisory warning. Well, actually, I don't even need the emergency alert because I can just clip that noise that you just made with your mouth flesh and use it uh, as the warning. Oh, no. sound. <laughs> so now I have that saved forever whenever I need to use a warning in this podcast. Thank you, Patrick. <laughs> there you go. There's a better one. No, the first one was good because it was kind of it sounded like Carl Weezer a little bit. <laughs> croissant that Carl Weezer doesn't say croissant does he yeah he does oh in the French From episode Jimmy of Jimmy Neutron what are you talking about I'll send you a video okay please you'll do. watch it after the podcast. I'll, I'll, I'll put an audio clip in um all right yeah let's so here's my thought right um to those of you out there that are listening and you're thinking to yourself man I really wish I had another podcast about advent um boy do we have a treat for you <laughs> Um, I listened to, like I said, last year's episode that we did for Advent. We talked a lot about joy and joy is good, but 
uh, today. I heard a very, <laughs> a very, a very rousing homily from my boy, Father Gale. Um, Patrick just sent me the Jimmy Neutron clip. I'm not going to watch it. Um, <laughs> from uh, my pastor, Father Gale, and it was all about hope. And it really kind of just hit me in a in a weird way. Um, and I wanted to get into hope and kind of what hope means and why we need hope and all of that stuff. Patrick, what do you think about that? It's one of the it's one of the big three, and I think it's one of the glossed over ones because well, much like love and faith, awkward, we have poor ways of using those words in mm-hmm. our like everyday language. Yeah. We like talk about like, oh man, I hope I'll get an, a great good grade on this test. Mm-hmm. Or like I hope that this happens. And it's like it's I love like a, sweet potato fries. And like this I love sweet potato <laughs> How dare you? I love sweet potato fries. <laughs> um Yeah, so we, we talk about hope as if like it's we want this thing to happen, but we're okay if it doesn't. And that's like it's really dangerous for us to think about hope in that way because hope is like assurance in things unseen. That's like the catechism definition, I think. I don't have my catechism. I don't either. But I think that sounds good. I think that sounds correct. That sounds good. Yeah. Um, what did what did your priest talk about? In the well, homily? he talked about a couple different things. Um, I'll probably just jack portions of it, and he'll be upset with me and rub it in my face. Um, but that's okay. At least he listens. At least he listens. And he he kind of talked about, um, like he he had recently had a, a friend die. Uh, she was only thirty one years old, and a lot of it was about like not knowing he didn't really know the words to say like i mean cuz who would know the words to say in a situation like that um and he kind of related it to or at least i'm going to relate that to there's a lot of situations where really really terrible things happen and we don't know what to say and his whole point was it's okay to not know what to say and it's actually better for us not know what to to not know what to say than to have all of the answers in times of trial like that and times of struggle. Because usually the people that say, oh, we have this all figured out, oh, we have God's plan figured out for this moment, usually have no clue what they're talking about, you know? Um, and That's so, so true. Yeah. And so that, like, it kind of is a looking at hope in a through the lens of humility almost. And I think that that's very cool because, I mean, humility is kind of – um the the virtue that reveals all other virtues and so i think applying humility to hope is something that's very interesting in that we can be hopeful for things unseen like you were talking about and we can be hopeful for the ultimate goodness and for the ultimate grace of god and everything like that um but we don't have to know why we don't have to explain why like that's not what hope is um, and trying to justify your hope and trying to explain it away and saying like, well, I have hope in Jesus Christ because of this will fall on dead ears in times of really hard struggle. And you're just going to come off as sounding overly pious and uh, self-important. And I think that's a, a lot of uh, rightfully so a lot of secular people will say, you know, in times of trial, like, where is your God now? Because they've heard so many times people will say, well, this is all in God's plan after our elementary school gets shot up. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's that's not the way to go about hope um, kind of in in the face of adversity. You know what I mean? Yeah, because, like, it's all in God's plan is, like, that. that's true in, a, like, a small sense. But in a bigger sense, it's, like, suffering 
was never really like part of the active plan. Like God never actually, you know, was like, I'm going to make this world and then they're going to fall. Like I want them to do that. It was like, he just allowed it to happen. And so Mm -hmm. God's, God's plan allows for terrible things to happen. Yeah. But hope doesn't come from saying like, Oh, that everything happened for a reason. And like good things are going to come out of it in this life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause when we think like, well, like when, um, this is a, a classic example that I've heard. Like when someone's car breaks down or when someone's car gets totaled at me, it's like, well, who knows? Like you could have gotten like a really bad accident later down the road and like you could have died. And like that might have been God's job. Like, well, well, no, that probably wasn't going to happen. Um, Just, you know, this thing that it's a thing that happened and I have hope not because good things are going to happen to me now, like in the next few uh-huh, months, but uh-huh. because I know that in an in internal sense that, Christ is going to come back and I'm going to go to heaven. Like yeah, that. that's like that's a really selfish way of looking at hope if you think about it. Yeah. Is that, oh, this bad thing happened, but I know that it's like, oh gosh, this is so weird. It's kind of almost karma in a way, like a Buddhist belief in that, oh, yeah. this bad thing happened. So they're kind of conforming this idea of bad thing equals good thing down the road. So it all evens out. You know, if this bad thing happens, you know, my friend died, I got in a car wreck, um, a shooting, whatever it is, um, maybe it's a, a, an election, we, you know, a vote on a tax bill, all anything. You know, people will say, oh, well, it's in God's plan, which is their way of saying um, for every action, there's an equal opposite reaction. You know, I'm entitled to a good thing now that a bad thing has happened to me. And that's, that's yeah, not it's hope. Not, it's not. That's not hope at all. That's being a brat. Yeah. Oh, you man. uh, you brought up a really good when we were talking about this episode before we started talking about the topic. You brought up a really good saint. Yeah. Um, um my homie, uh, John Paul II. JP two. JP two. And I, for whatever reason, like his face springs to my mind whenever I think about hope. And I'm sure there's a reason he's why. Just, like, because I mean, historically, it's because he had such an. Go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> well, I know you, you know more about it than I do. You say it. Oh, he had like objectively, he had such a crappy life. Yeah. Like his early childhood, like I think his dad died at an early age and like pretty much, I think he was the only survivor of his family. Like he did mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. have anyone. Mm-hmm. And then the Nazis invaded. Like that's what happened to him. The, yeah. The, the Nazis invaded Poland and he lived in Nazi occupied Poland, had to do his priestly ministry underground. Like he, constantly and like hiding and like you know but he still raised up in in the midst of great adversity he did so many great things like mm-hmm. he raised up the like a, a young a living rosary was like his youth group and it was really cool um and then then after the nazis were defeated and he became pope he was constantly being spied on by the communists and <laughs> yeah like then was shot yeah you know like he had such <laughs> he had such like a, a down on his luck like if I went through all of those things, I'd be like super despairing. But he for had some every reason, reason to despair. Had, yeah. Yeah. But he was so joyful and so hopeful. Um, and his motto was, well, not his motto, but one of his, one of his sayings that I reflected on this past year was life with Christ is a wonderful adventure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if I've ever talked about this crisis that I came to on the podcast, but um, the past like year has, objectively been very hard i broke up with my girlfriend got into a car wreck and lost my job like all in three months and it was a lot all at once 
And I remember, I remember after the car wreck, which was the second thing, I'm standing on the side of the road in Pittsburgh. I'm far away from my family. And I'm thinking, life with Christ is a wonderful adventure. What the heck does that even mean? Man, my this car is a real is boom. This, this, this adventure is, it, this adventure lasted 30 minutes. Jesus, I was <laughs> driving for 30 minutes and then totaled my car. What the heck? This is ridiculous. And then, um, my my I think my little and I were talking about it and we started talking about John Paul II and um how that was his that's his quote and um the life that he led. And I was like, Well, I mean, I guess he had it worse than I did and he must know something that I don't about how that is still somehow a wonderful adventure. Because I don't know, I think I what what do you think? What are your thoughts? Um I think that well, li- when you think about life with Christ as a wonderful adventure and you think about the Christian life, we get promised a lot of things by speakers and by Instagram posts and by um, devotional books that, like, if you accept God into your life and you live the Christian life, then it'll be great. And it will be. Like, living the Christian life is one of the most fulfilling and rewarding – well, the most fulfilling and rewarding life that you can live. Um, But – fulfilling and rewarding doesn't mean good things happen to me. And so, and that again, it's kind of a, it boils down to a little bit of uh, a selfishness. And maybe this is just kind of pervasive in American culture and society uh, because we're so used to, I can buy this thing on Amazon. It'll be at my door today or tomorrow. (laughs) Um, I can, I can consume and I can eat without worry um, I can take hot showers all day if I wanted to. And we're, we have all of these things and we're given all of these things. And so when Christianity comes along and we're thinking to ourselves, oh, well, I've already got all these comforts. How can I continue to make my life better? Oh, Jesus, he'll, he's going to, he's going to make my life better. Cool. I'll bring him, bring him in, bring him on, put him, put him on, put him next to the peanut butter, you know? And it's just, it's not a, Christianity is not a comfort. Christianity is not – and this – I mean it sounds so – I mean we know this. Like we understand that the Christian life is hard and it's difficult. Um, But when we stop hoping – I don't know. Like I uh, – those are my thoughts. Those are very jumbled up. But I don't – it's easy to despair. You, you it, some, go ahead. Yeah, you, fix me. Fix, fix you what I said. You touched on some good things. The promises, the promises of Christianity um, – we all know them. It's like you're gonna have, you will get, you will get a reward. You will get a reward, and you will do great things. Like those are two promises. Like, first of all, everything's gonna be okay. Second of all, you're gonna do great things. I'm like, all right, cool. Those are two promises. Um, I've realized over this past year, two the two answers to those promises. Like, first of all, the you will be rewarded. It it's not you're it's not promised you're gonna get rewarded in this life. Like, and that and that's that's something that prosperity gospel gets wrong mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's one of one of many things um the hope comes from, oh my gosh all right I'll, I'll say this then instead i can't remember the second part but that's I okay the first that's part. okay um hope that we will do great things when you said speakers i i just really remembered um hearing as a kid like you're gonna do great things you're gonna do great things and through god you can do great things i'm like that's awesome that's awesome like what am i gonna do am i gonna heal people and it's like well no um God is going to do great things in your life and you can have this hope because there's nothing greater than him changing your soul. Mm -hmm. There's nothing greater than him converting you and bringing him closer to you because I don't know. I, 
I think my, a big problem that I have is when I pray for things, I don't actually believe they're going to happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. You ask for God, you like, ask God not for in a something. Sense that I don't believe that God could. Yeah. Well, yeah. yes. You ask God for something, you say, God, please, please, like, get rid of this headache. And you, you know, in your brain, you're like, mm, God's probably not going to get rid of this headache for me. You know? Or yeah, and, something and, like super simple like that, or God, I want this job, or God, yeah, help me pass this test. And we just think that like, oh, we can send up that prayer and maybe it'll work, but we don't have the trust or the hope. And I think I kind of do it as a safety net for mm-hmm. like my mm-hmm. faith in God as a whole. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well, hey, God, like, all right, headache. God, take away this headache. But like, if you didn't, I guess it wouldn't really mean that you weren't real. It would just mean that you don't really want to and i guess that it's okay i think that's a really stupid way of going about praying for things but i think i think that i think that it's a it's a um it's a cop out for me and for for my my soul saying like well i believe that god can do great things but if he can't do this thing then i guess it didn't really matter that much and i don't really pray for things with the fervor and the confidence that i should because if you believe if you are hopeful in God and you ask for him to do things that um, I think that I actually, let me rephrase that. I think the problem is not my attitude. I think the problem is what I'm praying for. Mm. Like praying to get rid of the headache is like, well, um, why, why, why should I get rid of the headache? Um, I was praying for a friend uh, that, that her suffering would be gone. Um, and she's like going through a lot of spiritual suffering right now. And I realized um, that I shouldn't be praying for her suffering to be alleviated because her suffering is there for a reason and it's going to be united with, she can unite it with Jesus and they'll do so much more. What I needed to pray for is like an increase in her trust, which is a better way of saying like increase her hope in Christ. And so I, I believe that that prayer is going to be answered because why wouldn't God increase someone's hope? There's no reason for him to not do that. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
Yeah. And I think that ties in perfectly to what I was going to say is that we have to define what great, right. great things mean. Right. So you say, yeah. Um, like, oh, you're going to do great things one day, which is true. Um, but great things doesn't mean you're going to write a good book and millions of people are going to buy it. Great things doesn't mean, um, you're going to have a lovely, perfect family. Great things doesn't mean, um, you're going to get straight A's and get the degree and get the job you want. Great things probably means, um, your car's going to get totaled. You're going to get sick. Your girlfriend's going to break up with you. Um, uh, well, well, it was mutual. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? Like you're going to, uh, yeah, I got you. Like there, you're going to have a lot of hard times in your life. And how you yeah. respond to those things and how you hope in the face of those things, those are the great things that you will do as a Christian. Think about the saints. Uh, we just had the feast of St. Andrew um, a couple days ago. Uh, his hope was so strong in Christ that he he let himself you know, get crucified in an X. Um, and all the, you know, all the early Christian martyrs and all the saints, St. Saint Maximilian Kolbe, so strongly hoped in Jesus Christ and in the truth of the gospel that he took somebody's place in a Nazi death camp. Like that, that those are great things and they're not good. Like they don't to us, that doesn't balance out, you know, that doesn't make any sense. Cause it's not a good thing. It doesn't, uh, you know, sit next nice and neat next to the peanut butter on our shelf. Um, but having hope in the face of those things, that is the great deeds that every single Christian can do. And I think that's what we're missing the most. Or a big, a big thing that we're missing is that we lack hope. We're so quick to despair. We're so quick to turn our backs on God. And we don't, we don't even, we don't even think about the possibility that how we respond could be the, the greatness in that situation. Yeah. I think. Yeah, that's that's true. Because in in that in that um, in that accident that I had, I remember um, like getting out of the car. That the woman in the car in front of me, I hit her. She had every right to just like go off on mm-hmm, me, mm-hmm. but she like got out of her car and like she like asked me if I was okay, and we like had this really great conversation. And we, while the cops were taking everybody's information, we were like sitting there and joking around and having a great time. And I was like. I remember that, like that encounter with that person was a really great thing. And once, yeah, her response in that situation was what made it great, not necessarily the situation itself. Um, and God was able to make that situation specifically a great thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like we were saying earlier where, oh, maybe I would have avoided an re- even worse accident later. It's like, no, no, no. That wasn't the good that came out of that situation. The situation itself became a good situation. Mm-hmm. The suffering itself becomes a good because of what it does for you, mm-hmm. not because of something that you avoided or something that you'll get in return for suffering. Yeah. It's a very it's a very human way of looking at things. It's like, oh, if you you got hit at this intersection, then you wouldn't have gotten hit by that semi at the next intersection. That's just our human brains trying to rationalize things. That dicks into no account the yeah. actual living, working God in our lives every day and saying things hope like hope is a virtue hope is a reason virtue is yeah what did you say hope is a virtue reason is not a virtue that's a that's a goof but uh, there is some truth in that is that hope is a virtue and overthinking situations kind of in our own limited context instead of being grateful for what is instead of what could have been or what might have been um or what almost was 
that that is that that will allow hope to flourish instead of despair. Yeah, yeah, I think that makes the most sense. How does this all tie into Advent? Also, I I got lost. I was just I lost, about to ask. How does I this lost all tie the, into Advent? I lost the narrative thread. Um, well, hope hope is important because I mean, in Advent we're hoping for Jesus, right? Where where we are, yeah, uh, awaiting for for the Master to return. We're we're watchful, right? Um, we're vigilant boys. We're vigilant boys here on the podcast, and we want you to join us in our vigilance. Um, not only for Jesus, but no, only, only for Jesus. You should only be waiting for Jesus. That's what this time is for. Um, so if, like we just talked about hope ad nauseum and that virtue sounds, I mean, it sounds concrete, but at the same time, it also is very whippy dippy, fluffy, wuffy. Like how does this actually work? You have four weeks of time right now to practice that virtue of hope. Right. So maybe it's not a major life event like your car getting wrecked or your girlfriend breaking up with you. Um, maybe it's you got a six out of 10 on a quiz instead of a seven out of 10 on a quiz. Maybe use that as an opportunity to hope for Christmas, to hope for the coming of Christ, to hope for the celebration of the incarnation. Take that opportunity to do to do that um, instead of despairing over the one point loss. And, and so they do, this is just kind of a tiny micro, a microcosm of, you know, practicing hope and emphasizing hope. And that's what the season is about is to grow in the specific virtues that kind of surround it. So for Lent, it's, you know, penance and almsgiving and all of that. And we know that super well and it makes so much sense to us. We're like, oh yeah, Lent, I'm going to, you know, go to confession more and I'm not going to eat. And I'm going to do all this, that, and the other thing, but ever, ever. And then it gets to Advent and we're like, um, Hallmark. And it, uh, that's not it. You know, we have a, and we talked about, I did, I listened to this today. We did talk about this last year too, but I think I have a better understanding of it now is emphasizing the virtue of hope, the virtue of joy in this period. And that's what it's there for. That's why the church gives us the season is to grow in that for the rest of the year when, we will have to use those virtues in our everyday lives. I also, I also think that Advent is a preparation for Lent in a way, Mm. not, not in the same sense that it's like the 40 days of preparation, but I think it's, I think it's training in like, in the sense, okay. So the St. Andrew Novena prayer, um, it, it's like, hail and blessed be the hour and moment in which Jesus was born essentially. And then you're meditating, you like for the first part of it, you meditate on, on, Jesus' birth. And then you say, in that hour, I beseech you to hear my prayer and grant my desire. And I, I was reading the words and I was like, wait a second, we're asking Jesus to hear our prayers as he's being born, like in the manger. So we're taking, we're taking our, our petitions and our, and our sufferings, and our desires to the manger, which is so much easier than taking our sufferings and prayers to the cross. It's just, we're doing it. We're doing that now so that Jesus is like, all right, cool. This is how you bring stuff to me when I'm a little baby. Here's how you can bring stuff to me when I'm nailed to a torture instrument and beaten and broken and bloody and scary. So like, just practice this. And so I think that that's why, that's why there's the, there's the parallel of, of purple season, white season, uh-huh. little advents kind of little, and then Christmas is little. And then, and then you have huge Lent and huge Easter's because Advent and Christmas are supposed to prepare us and kind of get us used to the idea of preparing for the coming of Jesus and bringing ourselves to him and then celebrating his 
um, his glory. That's very good. And I hadn't ever thought of it that way before, honestly. Me either. Wow. So, oh gosh, I love, I love that because it's, I mean, oh, mm, mm, mm. yeah, you put it perfectly. I can't really add to that anymore. <laughs> well, that's why, why they call it Advent. I'm sorry. What? I don't know. What even was that? What was that? What just happened? What did I just listen to? Cut it out. Cut it out. No, Cut it I'm, out of the podcast. I'm leaving it in. <laughs> I don't think we've ever cut anything out of the podcast. Oh, I've I've cut lots of things out of the podcast. Also, side note, in your little anchor.fm experiment, you said <laughs> you said that I cut out half of your stories in my audacity editing editing. First of all, I don't do that. Second of all, my editing is great. What are you talking about? Your editing is great. When no, I, in last week's episode you cut and in, in last week's episode you You cut you're cutting out right now. You're cutting yourself out. I can't even hear you. I don't even have to cut you out of the podcast because your your entire internet has cut you out of this conversation. Patrick, can you hear me? Uh, you were yeah, talking. You were saying I, about how I always cut you out, and then it was really funny because <laughs> you cut out right then, like your internet cut you out. And it was, it's pretty funny. It was a good. It was funny. Um, but that's an unedited, unedited goof. Yeah. So that's where we were. Um, that's where we are now. Now that you're back. We made an unedited editing joke. That's great. Now mm-hmm. I was talking about how last week I was telling, I said, you cut out part of a story that it might've seemed extraneous at the time, extraneous, extraneous. And, um, I referred back to it later in the podcast. I didn't, but I didn't cut I out any like, of ah. your, I didn't cut out any of your stories. It might've been before we had started recording that you told that story. Like before I did the, like start of the episode. Maybe. Because I didn't, like, once the episode starts, I don't cut out, like, chunks of stuff. Just small little faux pas, if you will. Gotcha. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, this has been the podcast. I hope you've enjoyed listening to it. It's probably better than what we did last year, but go ahead and take a listen back (laughs) and uh, let us know. Um, Patrick, do you want to tell the people everything they need? Compare to contrast. Compare and contrast. Do you want to tell the people everything they need to know while I pull up our crunch of the week? Hopefully we have one this week. We do. I... Absolutely. Then I'd be delighted to. Okay. You checked already. All I right, did cool. already check. Um, follow me on Twitter at Catholic Pat. Ethan on Twitter at BroPostle. You can follow us both on Instagram, Ethan Stevie or Patrick Nevy III. You always hesitate at your Look Instagram. Look us up on. At your Instagram account. Like you always have to think of what your Instagram username is. Anyway. Yeah, I don't. I never know. Continue. Um, so you can look us up on the internet uh, at the Crunchcast, www.thecrunchcast.com, facebook.com/slash/thecrunch. Donate on Patreon if you like our show, patreon.com/slash/thecrunch, or listen to my new project on Anchor.fm/slash Patrick Nevy. That's right, folks. Um, Anchor is a like a mini podcast, and it's like a series of five second. No, sorry, not five second. Five minute. Uh, radio segments that are recorded throughout the day and are deleted after 24 hours so that's a fun new thing that i'm trying out i don't know if ethan hates it or not but i think ethan should get one too i think it'd be fun i i have no preference either way did you upload the bonus podcast to the patreon page i did very good um so the bonus podcast patreon now has bonus podcasts. patreon now has bonus podcasts in a official and organized manner thanks to you patrick um also next week is going to be our famous world famous um, show uh, entitled The Monthly Mailbag. 
Uh, so if you <laughs> have questions for us, if you have topics that you'd like us to discuss, uh, maybe they're Advent-themed, maybe they're not themed at all, maybe they're just anything at all that you want to talk about uh, or that you want us to talk about, uh, you can call us at 785-251-3989, 785-251-3989, and leave a, a voicemail with your question, and we'll play it on the show, and we'll talk about it. Or send us an email, uh, ethan at thecrunchcast.com or patrick at thecrunchcast.com with the uh, subject line saying monthly mailbag, and we will just read it out rather than playing your voicemail if that makes you uncomfortable. Um, I think that's it for that stuff. Right? Yep, that's it. Okay. Yeah, crunch cool. of the week? Crunch of the week right here. This is a this is from Chaser six six one eight eight. It is entitled "A Blessing in Podcast Form." As a millennial Southern Catholic and a soldier, it sometimes feels like I am surrounded by garbage media and cultures that promotes a lifestyle contradictory to the Catholic faith. Enter the Crunch, where Ethan and Patrick show that Catholics are fun, loving, and wholesome people while discussing real world issues that impact our generation of the Church. These guys have kept me sane on long convoys, late night pulling security, huge papers, and are usually a highlight of my week in general. Keep on keeping on, boys. Signed, Chase. Thank you, Chase. I appreciate that. That's very kind of you. The Crunch, officially supported by the Archdiocese of the U.S. military. Salute. Uh, Salute the troops. Respect the boys. Um, If you would like to be Crunch of the Week, please drop us a review on iTunes. It could be one star. It can be five stars. But just drop that review. Just give it to us. Please do. Please. We need them. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I don't have anything else. Thank you for this episode. I think it was good, right? I think we did a good job. It was a pretty good episode. It was a pretty good episode, if I do say so. My favorite episode. part of the episode is when we self-consciously critique the episode at the end of the episode. That's my favorite part, too. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We will be praying for you, and we will see you on the Twitters. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.